Fit session. My name is Danny Pomploon and I'm your host. Today I'm coming at you with session 54 and I couldn't be more excited to announce today's guest. We've got Busy Gold on the show who is the creator of Booty Yoga. If you haven't heard about it, you got to dig into it for sure. She is by far, like one of my favorite people to talk to so far on the show. She's been, I mean, I love talking to everybody, but she, we got so real and so raw in the conversation. Like it just, it just went there immediately. She's got a really cool story as to how this all came about and also how she kind of made a comeback and, and really just powered through. And now she's pulling through teacher trainings and getting me involved, I hope, uh, or I'm going to go check one out anyway with her. But uh, yeah, I, I'm just so excited to have her on today's show. As always, I would like to say thank you to our friends over at SF Yoga Magazine for all their love, their care, their support. And then just a real quick plug too, I have a retreat coming up in Bali of March 2019, and there are all just a few spots left. So if you want to come hang out with me in Bali for a week, uh, you can check out my website. All the info is there. Without further ado, here comes the show. Busy Gold, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. How is uh, how's everything going? Are you where are you? you're based out of LA, right? Everyone thinks that, but I actually moved our corporate offices to Scottsdale, Arizona, about three years ago. So uh, I've been in Arizona for a good solid three years now. Well, how's Arizona then? <laughs> Beautiful. It's my favorite place I've ever lived. So I was um, I was actually cracking up when when I first got introduced to you. Was well, I, I knew about booty for a while, but I got introduced uh, to you through a mutual friend of ours, Kevin. Who was like, he's like, oh yeah, my friend does yoga. Da 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 da. And, and it turned out to be you. And I was like, that's hilarious because I've I've known of you just you know being in the realm of yoga. And he was like, yeah, we kind of go way back and, and yada yada yada. And I thought it was like, well, that's a that's a, one that's a great connection, but two, also a really 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 small world that like, and not just from the yoga world, but also from the real world that we know a mutual person in general yeah kevin and i went to boarding school together in colorado <laughs> so uh, he's gonna listen to this podcast and be like hey i did this <laughs> i love kevin kevin was my like perma dinner date all throughout boarding school uh he's a great dude he's he's uh he's actually he's my that's funny he's my perma cooking buddy all throughout adulting like that's pretty much all we do is hang out cook and make food Sweet. I'll get on, I'll get it on one of those one of these days. <laughs> so I'm gonna dive right in and I wanna hear directly from you. I'm sure you've had to answer this question a million times, but I I know that it also shifts and it changes as things grow and as you know your your brand grows and everything. But booty yoga, let's go. Tell me all about it. Tell me all the things. God, there's so much to it. You know, in the beginning I'm a firm believer that when a lot of people start to channel things, they initially channel the things that they need to heal themselves. Mm -hmm. It's more like a, a medicine or whatever lesson it is that they're needing to learn. That's what comes through. So if I look at early stages of booty versus where it's come to now, there's definitely been this multi-layer approach to healing that has come through, which right. is pretty cool. Booty it's best described as a, as a movement. And I think that can be kind of a double entendre 
it's a movement in terms of obviously movement methodology, like physically moving the body. Um, but it also has really become a movement of community and true body love, not just like accepting that. Am I allowed to swear on your podcast? 100%. Please do. I was about to edit myself and I was like, this feels weird. I should just <laughs> Um, on my podcast, I was trying really hard the other day to not swear. And a bunch of people started writing in. They're like, oh, it's not going to be the same if you're not yourself. So I was just like, fuck it. Totally. That's my motto. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> so, you know, it's become this movement of people that aren't just willing to, you know, try to pretend like they've found self-love and acceptance when really they haven't. And I think there's kind of been this large push well you just affirm it you just claim it you just manifest it you just write it on some fucking sheet of paper and put it in a box but really that's you know that's a piece of it I feel like that's a commitment step but then where's the backing it up part where's the action part how are you actually living your life on the day-to-day basis especially how are you living your life off the mat because I think there's a lot of incongruency in the yoga world where people will say one thing in a teacher training and you know, show up a certain way in their class or particular when they're reading some sort of yoga sutra during Shavasana when you wish they would just shut the fuck up. You get toward the end and then you realize like their mat, their lives are completely incongruent on and off the mat. And I wanted to create this movement that was based on a really diverse community of people that knew that there was more to achieve out of uniting their mental body, physical, emotional, and really kind of dropping all of these divisive identities. So, you know, let's use the example of segregating men's and women's yoga, like broga. And I know for a long time, like a lot of women only were practicing booty. Now it's become really like a lot of everybody practicing booty yoga. I think it can be tempting in the beginning to feel like you need some like safe space where you're just with the group that you feel like is like you, but really that's just operating in ego. Right. So I've been really trying to, you know, keep forging this path with the movement of booty to get people to really kind of drop all of these facades and identities that they've leaned into for a while and realize that we're literally all just humans. And this practice is meant to help us integrate whatever our experiences out in the world during the day so that we can learn the lesson and use it and keep contributing to making the world a better place. And that you don't need to like align with a certain group or like a certain type of yoga or you know what I mean? Like, or eat a very specific way. It really is just like, are you, are you in alignment with wanting to integrate your human experience and help heal the world or not? Mm-hmm. Where do you think it shifted for you as far as like, cause I know now you're doing, I mean, it's not just, it's not just the actual, like there you're doing everything. You've got trainings, you've got retreats, you've got, uh, I mean, every, everything you literally are doing all the things. Where, where do you think for you? So you started this thing and you're like, I love one. I love that the approach is just super real. There's no bullshit behind it. There is no, like, like, I love what you just said. Like there is no, I'm going to read you this sutra and Shavasana and blah, 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 blah. And this is how I'm going to speak. And then all of a sudden you leave the yoga studio and that person's just a great asshole. I always use the example of you can be really, really fucking good at handstand, but you can still be an asshole in the real world. Totally. That doesn't make you a yogi or a better person. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like looking at your shit and unpacking your shit and, and consistently doing that work, that's the yoga. When you go into a class 
and you're starting to get frustrated that you can't do the handstand and that you're comparing yourself to the girl in front or the guy in the back or whoever the fuck it is, like that's the yoga. The yoga is telling you, why are you getting pissed off? Why are you getting so judgmental? What? That's why we keep coming back, in my opinion. Totally agree. That's that integration piece. What, what am I experiencing? How is my brain labeling this? And why is it bringing up friction or an emotion that's not productive in this moment? I'm pretty sure I've said this multiple times on my podcast, but like, it's like the real world. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't know when you're going to get frustrated. You don't know when, you know, you're going to be put in a situation that you're going to be reactive or not. Right. And yoga teaches the same thing. We we put ourselves into these shapes, into these poses and, and so on and so forth to try to keep our cool in hope, you know, and in hopes that that transfers into the outside world. That's the way I see it. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. So you've got this momentum going. You you know you 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 saw the way you wanted to put this together, and then what happened, or or where was it where you were like, just boom, I'm going all in. This is the direction that it's going in, and these are the offerings that I'm going to go with it. Like, because you've created a whole movement. It's not just like this. Oh, it's booty yoga, and it's like cute. It's like you're doing a thing, and it's a really fucking badass thing, in my opinion. You're getting a Thank lot you. of yeah, for sure. I mean, a few colleagues. You know, we talk about we talk about you. Uh, you know, just in, in passing. You know, you're you know one. You know your shit. Two, you're super. I don't want to say empowering because that's to say that someone didn't have power. But you know how to ignite people. You know how to get under people's skin and be like, you, you know, you know how to ignite people. You know how to get them going. I think where that comes from is just a genuine desire to wake people to their own power rather than to try to assert myself as a leader and create a big following. I don't really believe in creating a bunch of followers. I'd much rather wake people to their own leadership because I feel like the world is in need right now. I, I love that. What it is that you're doing is, is, is waking people up and, and, and rather than having them having to, you know, come back and come back and come back and come back, you're letting, you're giving them the tools and the techniques to have them do it themselves. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think a lot of people go into the space that I'm in, you know, and I can't speak for everybody, but I would say at least my very subjective observation is that a lot of people go into it with some sort of ego driven process involved. Like they want to create a name for themselves. They want to tour on festivals or, you know, do things like that. Like they want to travel the world and have people know their name when it comes to yoga workshops and things like that. I always kind of I, like I never really came from that perspective to me it was always this almost this more frustration with how off things were in the world and how thankfully my brain was able to see different paths to solve problems and to me it was more like why would I keep these to myself I need to wake as many people as possible because I'm doing it to make sure that we can help the world take a turn to I think a better place and not just so that I can like tour the country and do shit like that. I just, I've never really cared about that aspect of it. To answer your first question, because I think it was really important and I was thinking about it. I've always been all in. And I think that's the difference between somebody that ends up being like wildly successful in terms of like, you know, growth and consistency of what they're offering and things like that. There was never a moment where I was like, hmm, maybe now I'll go all in. It's like from the moment that this started to come through me, I was already all in and I'm I'm either all in or all out on anything that I do. I'm not somebody that really wavers. If I know something is supposed to happen and I've almost like had that, it's like a future memory, like I've seen how it exists out in the future, then there's no stopping me. I'm all in all the time. I love that. I love it. So where, where, so where then in this pro, uh, you know, process of you, 
you know, you came up with the vision obviously and like what it was going to be this, this movement, but like, where were you like, this is where it's going to go. Like where did, I mean, I don't know, were you just like walking down the street? Did it hit you like a ton of bricks somewhere? Like, where did it come from? You know, I think I, I knew early on where it was going to go. And I, I think before I even started to do this, I actually, my background was in public relations. So I've been living in LA doing PR for a bunch of other clients and was burning the candle at both ends of the stick and was definitely, you know, I was in my really early 20s. So at that point, my body could handle it a little bit. But I was, you know, I think where a lot of people were like teaching yoga, then doing my thing at night, like I was doing my thing during the day and then like teaching yoga at night just to kind of keep my sanity anchored. I became a yoga teacher when I was 19. Okay. So that was kind of like my side gig, but it wasn't ever the gig that I thought was going to be my primary source of not only income, but just like kind of career identity. And for quite some time, I like kept doing things like that. And then um, ended up getting really sick, I think, because I was just burning the candle at both ends, not really taking care of myself, ended up getting diagnosed with lupus, and eventually moved to Hawaii and just started teaching yoga full time on a yoga retreat center. More again, just almost out of circumstance, not because that was like my goal in life, but more just because my physical body really wouldn't allow for anything else. And there I ended up really my life took like a whole turn in a direction that I never would have seen coming where I ended up getting pregnant. I had a baby when I was 25. And having Sarai, we had a really complicated birth that I'm sure a lot of people have heard bits and pieces about I somehow always end up getting interviewed about it. Um, she ends up, you know, coming out dead. It takes 20 minutes to revive her. I had a home birth and we were like in the middle of the jungle, the ambulance couldn't find us, you name it, like that problem happened. And it was really after that experience when I went back to teaching yoga, after going through all that trauma and like my daughter was in the NICU for a month and I knew she was going to have some sort of special needs. We just didn't know what it was going to be at that point. And I just remember going back to my yoga practice and just feeling really, robotic and really checked out from it. And I was going through the motions because I had to, and I had a following, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't because my heart was in it anymore. And I did a bunch of healing work with my then mother-in-law and a bunch of, um, we did like a native American medicine ceremony where we spent the whole first day building a sweat lodge and then did the medicine ceremony the next day. And that really was the, the point where all this information just kind of came pouring in more from the perspective, I would say almost more from a, anatomy and physiology perspective it's not like I was shown the business you know it was more like all of a sudden I had this multi-dimensional vision into my body and how we were not moving it correctly in the practice of yoga and not even correctly is not the right word but evolutionarily like where the where we should be pushing how we're actually moving the body seeing all these ways to integrate non-linear movements that move the body through different planes of motion and um, at the time, I was also in acupuncture school, so I already had that deep understanding of our, you know, internal anatomy and physiology. So everything just really came to life in that moment. And I started going back to teaching the next morning, and I was like, "We're going to do something a little bit different." And then I just kept pushing it more and more and more for about six months until we moved um, from Hawaii uh, back to California because my daughter needed more medical care. And as soon as I started teaching it in California and within the first two classes, I started having like 60 people per class. And that's when I knew like, all right, I'm, 
I'm all in. I was already all in, but that was when I realized I was all in on really bringing it to as many people as possible because now it, it had gone, I had tried it in like a completely new market where it wasn't just the people that had already been coming to my classes anyways. Now it was a bunch of people that had literally nothing in common with all of my hippie brethren on the rock in the middle. <laughs> they were fucking treating me coconuts and avocados. I, you know, still to this day when I'll, I'll go to like an advanced within my brand and people are like, Oh, like, I mean, how was it for you? Like getting turned down in the beginning? Like, what should I charge? And I was like, yo, I got paid massages, avocados and coconuts for like three years of my life. So, <laughs> I don't know if it charged like 18 or 20. I literally like everyone in the town was paying me in some sort of barter trade. Um, I think I made like zero dollars off of my yoga classes, but lots of free avocados, sometimes free fish, you know, it was great. You got to do what you got to do, girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, but I honestly, I think coming from that background, it's like, because I, I wasn't ever in it for like the financial hustle. I was always in it for the right reasons. I think it just made that segue to like when the business really did start to grow, I was still always in it for the right reasons. It wasn't like how much money can I, you know, take out of this thing so I can go travel. I don't think I went on my first vacation with my family for like five years. I think it was like five years of literally just working all the time. And there were plenty of times that the business, you know, uh, my financial advisor has said this to me about a million times and it will always stick with me. Nothing kills a business like lots of growth. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? But I mean, now I really know because when the business hits a certain point of scale, like when it just, it grows and then of course expenses grow with that. And then as the revenue grows, the expenses grow exponentially. And there have been certain points in the business where growth almost killed us, like growing too fast almost put us under. And there was one time that sticks out where I became very aware of the fact that I had to let all of our employees go. This was back in like 2013 or 14, I think 2014. And I knew I could look at the numbers and do the math and realize that I had to let everybody go and run the business completely by myself for six months for us to hit this growth phase and then grow exponentially. And in that six months, I ended up growing the business 400%. Wow. Doing everything by myself, like shutting down our office, moving everything into my house. And that really was that, that was the pivotal moment for the business where now we have almost 20, 20 full-time employees. We have two corporate offices, a whole where like shipping and uh, shipping and fulfillment warehouse. And we employ all people that really give a shit about our company. Our company culture is really strong. Everyone has to be really bought into what we do culturally and what we're here to do in terms of contributing to the world. Otherwise people would hate their jobs. And I don't, I don't want anybody here that isn't, doesn't actually feel like we're positively contributing to the world in some way. What do you think is next for booty? Well, I mean, this past year has been, I would say, the year of the immersion yoga teacher training, right? Like that didn't really exist for us before, but we've actually grown to be the, I mean, behind a company that we won't name that's probably going to go under in the next six months from the looks of their financials. Um, we're the, uh, behind them, we're the largest yoga teacher training program in the country right now. So I would like to obviously keep expanding that and adding the immersion 14-day um, yoga teacher trainings onto that offering, I think has been a really good thing for us. Where a lot of yoga teacher training is going, 
I think not so many people really even go to yoga teacher trainings anymore to go out and teach yoga, right? They're going to it to like really immerse themselves in the anatomy and physiology, the alignment principles, the philosophy, what the practice of yoga means for them, right? Like their individual experience of yoga, not just what is written on some sheet that they have to memorize and spit back at you. I really, you know, there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot brewing, like I've seen just through social media and stuff that I get tagged in. People are starting to get increasingly more angry with Yoga Alliance, like they're somehow cheapening this experience of being a yoga teacher. But to all those people, I would really, and this is something that I stand by wholeheartedly with our program. Our program is 100% focused on having every single individual figure out what is going on with them emotionally, spiritually, physically, energetically, and working on all of those pieces while also learning all of these different aspects of yoga so that they can really focus on healing themselves and showing up as somebody that's actually done the work and then leading people from where they've already led themselves, as opposed to just like spitting out a bunch of knowledge that they're not really integrating into their person. Right. So even if these people never go on to actually teach classes, which I think more than a lot of other yoga programs, our teachers actually really do go on to lead very successful um, classes. What's really missing like that, the piece that's making people pissed off and angry at Yoga Alliance, and I think in a lot of ways it's misplaced anger, is that not enough yoga programs are really helping people step into their leadership. They're just like, they're leaving with some like McDonald's cookie cutter program where like, sure, everyone can learn the names of the yoga poses in Sanskrit. Everyone can figure out where the gracilis muscle is. Like everyone can figure out where the tibialis anterior is. But is that person leaving with leadership skills, really knowing truly who they are so that they don't create a bunch of vulnerability in their students and then infuse it with all their bullshit? Because that's what I think is really, that's what people are blaming on Yoga Alliance when really, like, if if you don't like the way someone else is doing their yoga teacher training program, go create your own. Like, don't blame it on Yoga Alliance. You do better then. Right. And I feel like we do really well by our teacher training attendees. We get amazing feedback and we really focus on making sure that that person leaves equipped in all areas of their lives to be a leader, not just to regurgitate where certain muscles are, or how to like learning how to align poses. I'm sure a lot of yoga practitioners would argue with me about this, but it's though that's not the hard part. The hard part is how can you create a a teacher a teaching presence that has really grounded leadership qualities that's not coming out of ego and that you're able to always keep that learning curve going and remain a humble student even as you're leading. And that's what I think our program does for people. So I'd like to keep honing in on that as a company. I also we also opened our first studio ever in Manhattan on the Lower East Side this last year. So that's pretty cool. Um we've had tons of teacher trainings there and that's that's something that we plan on continuing to grow as a company and We've also had a lot of male instructors come get certified this year, and I've seen a huge uptick in male presence in classes. So I'd like to see that continue to grow as well. You're on my radar, by the way. The training is on my radar. Fantastic. Where are you based? San Francisco. San Francisco. Okay. So we'll we'll get to you at some point. I'm I'm in, I'm in. You just let me know, and I'm in. Okay, we're gonna make it happen. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you're familiar with um, Anton Mackey. That's who I was talking about. That's who I was talking about. Who went to go take your training? Okay. Yeah. So Anton took it. He's phenomenal. And we've got some cool stuff in the works that's 
hopefully going to really start to bring more men into the fold because he's a really phenomenal guy. His demo was amazing. And I think he's just got, he's such a multifaceted teacher and he's got a lot to offer the world. And I want to make sure that I can help teachers like him reach more people. Because I think, you know, that's kind of the point where we've come as a company is that, you know, for all of the, for all of the backlash and all of the hate and all of the people that, you know, wanted to really come for us for so many years, you know, now we've kind of built this platform where now we can actually reach out and like help some of these other teachers hopefully boost up their reach because I think there's so many people that are of that same evolutionary mindset like okay this is the foundation and these are the roots and that's important to know but how can we keep how can we keep evolving I always teach that yoga is a living breathing organism and that it will always need to grow and evolve and change with the needs of humanity as we grow and evolve you know it's definitely something that I'm passionate about to find other practitioners and leaders in the yoga space that are wanting to do that to do anything that I can to help extend our platform to them as well I'm telling you you just let me know when you're ready to hit the trigger for San Francisco and I'm in sign, sign me up okay, for two. I'm, I know I'm sure we have one coming up because we have them we have we're at a point now where we have about eight trainings per weekend oh wow yeah it's it's been pretty crazy we've got 25 master trainers that are always traveling doing trainings on weekends and yeah, it's just, and we we actually added a new program offering this last year that is amazing called Deep. And I don't know if you know anything about it, but I don't yet. So Deep is our newest program offering, and it really focuses on connecting the brain to all the areas of musculature that, either through surgery or sedentary lifestyle, or honestly even just your emotional state, you've disconnected from. Uh. When you have people in your class where they're like, I think I'm activating my abs, like I can't really feel it. Right. They're really, they're not lying to you. They're probably for psychological reasons of not wanting to connect with their core, either through self-consciousness or through past trauma, their brain's no longer recognizing the connectivity to that deep layer of muscle. This whole program is meant to help create new connections from the brain to the deep layers of muscle tissue to help muscle innervation, help rebuild the structure of the core, and to just help give you a lot of your emotional power back because we have so much power that resides in our core and so many of us either disconnect, like I said, emotionally or have dealt with some sort of trauma that makes us disconnect from that area. So that program is really built to help reconnect the brain to those areas of the body. I like that. I actually I have to, now I'm going to have to dive into it after as soon as we're done with this call. <laughs> I'll send you. I'll send you some classes to try um, at home. I'll send you some videos. Oh my god, perfect! I love it. I love it. Busy. I really, really, really can't thank you enough for for coming or coming on the show and just taking time out and chatting. And more importantly than any of that, just keeping it so fucking real. Oh, I know how to do. And thank you for keeping it real because I wish more people would keep it real. It's, and just it's such a like breath of fresh air, you know. It, I mean, I think that we need to just keep showing up this way and hopefully it will inspire other people to just live in their truth and not feel like they have to edit themselves or tailor themselves to fit some sort of yogi mold because really all that's doing is holding people back. And if there's one more thing I can say before the end of the show, I think yeah, yeah, this is something that it just happens so frequently, this like, well, that's not yoga. That's not yoga. Well, this isn't yoga. Like that's not at all what I would consider yoga. Just this like attitude of judging what yoga is. Right. I think that we all as a collective, as a yoga teacher, we should be really aware of 
how how we're defining yoga for ourselves, but also not be so quick to judge what that might be for somebody else. It's a living, breathing thing. Yoga can be different for every single person. I think as yoga practitioners, we really need to not be in a place of judging or critiquing the way other people are doing it. If you don't like the way they're doing it, shut your fucking mouth and do better yourself. Like create a better program for yourself. Go out there yourself. This should be about what you're contributing, not what you're judging about somebody else's contribution. And I think that we just all need to really remember that as yoga practitioners to spend less time judging what other people are doing. And if we don't like the way it's being done, just let that fuel you to do even better for the work that you're trying to do instead of just sitting in that judgment. Everyone keep it cool. (laughs) Keep it cool, man. That's so that's, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're speaking my language. Yeah. We, we, we'll, we'll talk way more after the show. <laughs> yeah. And I can't wait to connect with you and we'll definitely get you trained. And I all love it. So that you can see what you think once you've actually integrated it into your body. Down until, uh, until the next Yogi Misfit session, this is Danny and busy saying peace out. <laughs>